I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my big bag of onions. The cough made to California, broken hearts and bars unknown. And through this night we'll share a lover On that dark radio How the soul may be so lonely Hands pressed cold against the phone The young stars are standing by the
Hi, I'm Gaya. I'm from Indonesia. And even though I'm 18, I love old songs very much. And one of my favorite musicians is Michael Jackson. I know that it's very rare for the millennials to love old songs, especially the 70s and 80s disco kind of genre. But I just love it. Um, I got my interest in old songs from my parents, but they don't really into Queen or the Bee Gees or Michael Jackson, but I just figured them out myself. And I searched their videos on YouTube, I downloaded their songs, I streamed them online, and I just love it. And one of my favorite go-to songs is Staying Alive by Bee Gees, and then also Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. It's pretty rare for me. Especially when I talk about Michael Jackson and all other old artists with my friends because they were just like, are you serious? Are you really loving those people? But then yeah, it's just it's just pretty rare for me kind of uh, even, even when I think about it myself How could I be so in love with all of these people especially Michael Jackson and physically he's not really attracted by the Millennials <laughs> yeah. Around this 
Something going wrong around here. Something going wrong around here. Something going wrong around. Hi, my name is Dennis. I'm from Indonesia. I'm 18 years old. I came from the city of Banten, which is in the island of Java. I've been studying in this IUP course at Gajah Mada University for the last two months. And from the experience I have, the first thing I would recommend for new students is do not bring a car, just bring a motorcycle. Since the streets here are very narrow and it would be quite difficult to park, so a motorcycle would be very much more practical for you. And the second advice I can give you is do not eat fast food at McDonald's or KFC. It's because they're pretty expensive compared to other street food in Jogja. Once you purchase McDonald's or KFC, you're gonna realize how much more expensive they are when compared to Javanese noodle or gudeg or lotek or anything else. And the third advice I can give you is pick a nice resident for you to stay. Because not every boarding house gives you as much facilities as you get for your money. There are other places who can provide you with much more complete facilities and other places that gives you less, but at the end of the day, you will end up paying the same amount of money. I thought I was better 
and I'm from Indonesia. I want to talk about Indonesian tourism. So Indonesia is a very beautiful country. We have a lot of beaches, we have a lot of mountains and uh, we have a lot of several animals that the other world doesn't have it. Uh, we have like we have Komodo which is a very very unique animal and we have a lot of beautiful beaches as you know like Bali is the famous one but we have a lot of other beaches that even more beautiful compared to Bali and we have like hundreds of mountains in our country um, which is very interesting so just come to Indonesia Beautiful girl, let the sun. 
My name is Ezra Abdel Sandra. I am from Indonesia. Today I'm gonna talk about things that I do well. Uh, the first thing that I do well is procrastinating. Uh, my friend always know me for procrastinating. My teacher always known me for my procrastinating habit. I sometimes feel that I can do better if I don't always procrastinate about a lot of things. Uh, the second thing that I do well is uh, sleeping. When I was in high school, my teacher and my friends always known me for my sleeping habit inside and outside of school. The third thing that I do well is playing computer games. Somehow, I can always master or do well in uh, a lot of computer games or PlayStation games in a small amount of time of practicing because I tend to memorize and focus a lot more if I want to do well about something or in this case, playing games.
listening to my big bag of onions. Uh, hello, my name is Farah Hayulastari. Uh, I'm, people call me Farah and I'm from Indonesia. And I'm going to talk about Fourth Industrial Revolution. In 2020, we are going to face Fourth Industrial Revolution. I simply call it the digital era. Wikipedia describes it as a range of new technologies that are fusing the physical, digital, and biological worlds and impracticing all disciplines, economies, and industries. The possibilities of billions of people connected by mobile devices with unprecedented processing power, storage, capacity, and access to knowledge are unlimited. And these possibilities will be multiplied by emerging technologies, breakthroughs in fields such as artificial intelligence, robotics, the Internet of Things, autonomous vehicles, 3D printing, nanotechnology, biotechnology, material science, energy storage, and quantum computing. But the problem with this is that it's predicted that by that time, 5 million jobs will disappear. The white-collar workers are the most threatened and to lose their jobs because they are most likely to be replaced by robots. So, I think we have to prepare our best to face this by learning about technologies.
Chan from Indonesia and uh, I have these glasses right here and I would like to tell you how I get these glasses. Uh, it's actually a very fascinating story. It's, it's not a, a lens glasses, it's just for accessories, you know. Uh, so basically how I got these glasses is uh, I have a bet with my friend that another one of my friend can drink a bottle of wine in a single second like so yeah, there's no way he can do that, right? But I know him. I know that this guy can do it. So yeah, I take the bet, of course, like. So he drink a bottle of wine, and he he did it. My friends got surprised on it. Like he didn't expect that he would be able to do it, and uh, he was able to do it. And I got these glasses. But however, a couple of seconds after we get out of the uh, of his face, like we just we didn't see him, right? After a couple of seconds. Me and my friend go like uh, another room. He puked at my shoes. I was mad at him, of course. So I kicked him in the face. Uh, so there's, uh, I guess, my shoes got dirty. But however, I got these glasses. So it's a very fascinating story. And I think that's all for me to say. <laughs>
My name is Elrika Meliani and I am from Indonesia. I'm going to talk about food in Solo and Jogja. So basically, both of these foods from Solo or Jogja, they are sweet and contains coconut, coconut milk. And actually foods in Solo and Jogja, they are almost the same and almost all of them are traditional foods. So the popular foods in Solo is nasi liwet and the popular foods in Jogja is gudeg and as I mentioned before, both of them contain coconut milk and however, in Jogja there are a lot of international cuisine like Japanese food, western foods or Korean food and Chinese foods it's just different from Solo that Solo doesn't have that international cuisine like in Jogja and I think we can find a lot of, you know, like ayam geprek or nasi goreng more in Jogja than in Solo. But I prefer to eat in Solo because, like, they are more normal, I think, and there are a lot of vegetables too than in Jogja.
Raudi Rizky. I'm Indonesian and I'm originally live in Bandung, but I'm now a student in Universitas Gajah Mada, which is in Yogyakarta. And I only live in here from two months ago, which is around July or August. So the difference between Jogja and Bandung, I think there's so plenty much from the temperature which is Jogja is so hot in the midday when in Bandung it's still a bit cool and while the tourism in Jogja is well I think it's a bunch of tourism place in Jogja and it's like the same as in Bandung as Bandung is the tourism place too and Jogja's people are nice people and they have their own culture in here and they are friendly and I think Jogja is one of the best city in Indonesia. I hope you 
find what you're looking for out there I see you on the other side But now my love, goodbye Hello, my name is Fediola and I am from Bandung, Indonesia. In this story, I would like to share to you guys about how I survived high school. I think high school is my favorite memories and I did a lot of things in high school even though I was enrolled in the IB diploma which a lot of people said it was a difficult one. My tips to survive high school is um, to have a lot of friends that support you and be there for you through all the things that you went through especially in IB and be able to cooperate with all the works that IB has we also have to spare our own time alone and to have fun with our friends instead of doing all the work and my last tips I know it's very cliche but it's to not procrastinate because when you procrastinate you won't do your uh, work very well on the due date and not that I always on time, but I always do things that I think is easy first and then I will do uh, the harder ones later. But at the end, I was able to finish all the work and was graduated with the IB diploma program.
somewhere out there on the horizon Maybe there's a glimmer of hope Maybe it's just a mirage Cause you never know And maybe things have changed Storm clouds pass, take their Korea but right now I'm living in Indonesia some people like me who live outside of the country as Korean being a Korean you have to be in a military for two years so that means you have to go back to your country whenever you have to so the age is like you have to go there is between 20s and if you are accepted to go there First, you have to take a physical examination and then if you are accepted, you must go there. So, as a Korean man, you don't have any choice whether you want to go to military or not. So, I think it's quite a bad thing like, because uh, like I heard in UK, uh, like the Premier League player in UK, like especially Son, like, he also have to uh, serve military service. So. Yeah, I heard he has to come back to his country maybe a few years after. Stay by the line When I get 
show, Bill corrected Ian, supposedly corrected Ian, about the pronunciation of Jogja. And in fact, Ian had it right. And Bill was wrong. I don't know how that's going to affect their chemistry or uh, what kind of impact that's going to have on the show going forward. But uh, I'm afraid I just, you know, I have to speak truth to power. And Ian, you should have spoken truth to power during the show because you had it right. It is spelt Y-O-G-Y-A-K-A-R-T-A. Uh, although some people do spell it with a J. I don't actually know why they spell it with a J, but a lot of people do. The official name is with a Y. Now, even though it's with a Y, it isn't pronounced Yogyakarta, like Bill said, but it's pronounced Yogyakarta, like Ian said. So. 
there you go. I thought I'd mention that and slip it on here at the end of the show. And uh, I hope that your community and sports show can survive this. I really do. Autumn rhythm of sweet submission And the cheekbones you bequeathed Is it over? Is it ever? Till they sell the air they breathe Ah, ooh The stars are dead Although they still shine In Charlotte's conversation Love's old sweet song Charlotte's conversations Learned insanity And sweet vanity Cases related history Did I choose this? I cannot lose this Selfish blues to posterity
Join me again soon for another journey through the pleasures of music, words, and sound. I'll be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions has been produced and directed by Adrian Cohen and is a guppy production for Cone Radio. Thank you very much.